anything worse than a dull blade? Well, yeah, lots of things, I guess. Poverty, war, not navigating the coffee to donut ratio properly, and running out of either one of them at the wrong time. Seriously though, a dull blade is bad. It's unusable. In fact, it's downright dangerous. Knives need sharpening. From Whetstone Boys Ranch in Mountain View, Missouri comes A Time to Sharpen, a bi-weekly podcast that examines how we can all be better versions of ourselves. Better teachers, better counselors, better parents, better people. The story of Gideon has some serious ups and downs. He trusts God, and then he doesn't, and then he does. Then God decides that Gideon doesn't trust him enough. So God reduces the size of Gideon's army from 32,000 to 300, lest Israel, according to the biblical account, claim glory for itself, saying, My own hand has saved me. It seems that God orchestrates our circumstances at times so that he will be glorified, not us. He makes it impossible for us to conclude that the goodness in our life results from anything other than his love and grace. The odd thing is that this often appears to us like he is apathetic, negligent, or even cruel. And even though we know this is not the case, we can't help feeling this way. On this episode of A Time to Sharpen, we are going to discuss some of these feelings. It's a roller coaster, and if that makes you feel uncomfortable, make sure to buckle up before pressing play. Welcome back to A Time to Sharpen. My name is Axel Limita. I'm here with Brandon Maxwell. Can't say your name. Still here. Yeah. Greetings and salutations. Hello. Hello. Here we are again. Here we are. Pretty much close to our two-week date. Um, So this is a bi-weekly podcast. And uh, we've done a pretty good job of, of yeah, I was sticking say, to that. For, I'm pretty proud of, of how we've been able to squeeze else this in. everything going on around here, we've stuck to this schedule pretty well, Yeah, I feel like. So, so kudos. Right on. Kudos to you. No, kudos to you. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Um, we, today, are going to talk about some things that are just real around here. And... Transparency is an important thing to us here at the ranch with the boys that we work with. Transparency is important is important in any relationship if it's going to be authentic. And we feel like we have a relationship with you all. The the 38 of you who <laughs> who are listening, at least the 38 who listened to our last it's podcast. It's not up to 40 yet? Yeah, not yet, but not yet, it, okay. it seems that we have about 50 people that listen to this on a, all right. a fairly regular basis. So it's a tight-knit so group. Just here. imagine a room of 50 people with you know their undivided attention yes. just hanging on your every word and that's probably our, our listening audience <laughs> uh, and actually while we're on that topic uh, I do know some of the people who listen to this podcast I probably know the majority of them some of you have come up to me and, and said hey you're doing great which is which is very encouraging yeah but it would be nice to know a little bit more about who you are and maybe if you posted a a question on our Facebook page or Instagram or something. We usually have a link to each podcast on social media. It'd be great to know who you are and, and what you think and to get some get some feedback. Exactly. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And just if we've said it before, but if there's a subject or certain things that you would like us to discuss or something you didn't agree 
about that something we talked about? I mean, I don't know. Any feedback yeah. would be fun Anything. to just uh, rap about some of that, and we can talk about it on another mm-hmm. uh, future podcast. But, right. but certainly, it it is it does feel good to at least know that people are listening yeah. to it when they say that. Hey, we've been listening to you guys. So yeah. So, so glad you. to get some value. Some people are getting some value. Yes. Out of it. Yes. So thank you for listening. And um, and keep listening and like and share on social media or on Apple or Spotify. Just you know, click the little like button or add a, add a comment or something. That's that's a huge help. Yeah. Um, so bringing it back to keeping it real, um, Brandon and I have um, had a little study of the book of uh, uh, the story of Gideon. And if you're not familiar with that story. It's a story in the book of, I think it's Judges, right? Yeah, Judges chapter 7. Mm-hmm. And in that book, Judges, uh, Gideon is, is called upon by the Lord to deliver Israel from the hand of the Midianites? Midianites. Midianites, yes, it's the Midianites. And he does so in a really, really unique uh, and, and humbling way uh, because... He has this group of warriors, soldiers, who he's going to use to to defeat his enemy, and God keeps kind of winnowing it down, cutting it down, uh, telling him, "You have too many people, too many." Pe-. I mean, how can you have too many people when you're going into war? But God, for some reason, gives him this really counterintuitive guidance and advice, and keeps telling him to get fewer and fewer people. And right. by the end of this process, Gideon's down to three hundred soldiers, and. God says, okay, now you're at a point where you're going to know it's me that delivers you and not your own, your own might. Right, right? that's what he says. Training. There's yeah. like, so you don't say, my own strength right. has saved me. Uh-huh. And so, at the very end of that uh, process, he, he tells Gideon to, to sneak down into the camp of the Midianites and he's going to give him a word of encouragement before the battle starts. And they, they sneak into the camp and they overhear a guy who has a dream about a, a loaf of bread, a, a loaf of barley bread that comes rolling down the yeah. hill and, and destroys the camp. And the other guy listening, listening to it is like, oh, that, that's Gideon. That's the, the mighty warriors that are going to destroy us. And so God has planted these seeds in the, the minds of, of the, the Midianites that Gideon is, is unstoppable. Right. It's a shocker that uh, scene when I read that reminded me of the scene in Black Sheep when they're <laughs> sitting there playing checkers, okay. and that they hear that rock starts to like tumble. the The bird flies up, and it was just teetering, and the bird takes a poop on the rock, and it was just enough to set it in motion. Okay, and the butterfly the, effect. The boulder uh-huh. just like ran down the hill, and they're like. Uh, that's not normal. What's right. that? Yeah, it just destroys the cabin. You remember that scene? I don't. I With, don't. It's uh, been, David Spade and yeah. uh, Chris Farley. Oh, yeah, man, it's it been was, it's been a while since I watched the entire stuff. film, but I'm glad we could get that reference in there. But yeah, I mean, so that's, that's like you know this barley bread tumbling <laughs> into bread. the midnight camp. So that's yeah. what I thought about. Yeah, it struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. Yeah, so. And then they sneak out of the they sneak out of the the camp and they go back and they report to the remainder of the men there and uh, they're all encouraged and and Gideon shares with them his plan to basically take these jars and put torches in them and they have trumpets and in the middle of the night they they smash the jars and they blow the trumpets 
and the Midianite camp just erupts into confusion, and they actually kill each other, and uh, then they just chase him down, and you know, total <laughs> total victory. I mean, yeah, their enemies are vanquished, and it, I just really felt like I could really relate to what Gideon was going through in this season of of my life and of uh, of where Whetstone is, and as we look to the future and and try to plan and. And think and fundraise for this new uh, vision project that we have to build uh, a foundations house, which I think we've referenced. Uh, a lot of you probably already know about this, but it's on our website. It's called Thirty by Thirty, and you can watch a video about it. But for the last couple years, we've really felt called to expand our campus and to to triple basically the the number of families that we currently serve, which is why mm-hmm. we're calling it Thirty by Thirty. Thirty boys. Or have a, we want a campus that can serve thirty boys, thirty families at a time, by the year twenty thirty. Yeah, and uh, we're just at the beginning stages of that, but it's 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 going to be a long road. It feels like God is not, uh, at least thus far, come forward and and just delivered us from yeah. everything. Right? I feel like we're at the almost maybe the beginning stages of. We've done all these things to get ready for this campaign, and we've made this video. We have these materials, and we make these presentations, and and God hasn't just come forward and given us three million dollars. You know, maybe yeah. He's saying, "Well, we're gonna. We don't want you. We don't want you to feel that that you're the ones that have done all these things." And and we've learned this lesson many many times over the last eleven years at Whetstone. Right. Various projects that we've taken on, and and God answering our prayers in in ways that we didn't anticipate, you know, or didn't really want, Yeah, you know. Yeah, we've talked about this before, like when we, before we got into the house we're in now with Whetstone, I mean, shoot, there was a ton of years leading up to that. And just trying to just get a physical location and just get started, you know, there was a huge, you know, there's a number of years there. Um, and so there's a lot of good things happening with this place that we were looking to get into, but there was a lot of other negative stuff happening at that point too. And, uh, which we won't get into all those details, but it's like, there's always this push and pull, Yeah. you know, there's a lot of this good, uh, things going on, but there's also this tension and things that are really, you know, really test your faith, test your perseverance. And I feel like that's, there's a lot of similarities with you know fast forward 11 years it's easy to look back and and see all the ways that god has come through and has uh his hands in everything uh, and we've served over 120 families at this point but our human side of us it's easy to think well we've been in business for 11 years now you know why do you know why are we still struggling financially at times and why is it so hard to get whetstone to the next level or to um you know to maintain good quality staff sometimes it's you know just the nature of of the climate out there no matter what job it is whether you're what industry you're in yeah it's hard to find good help and if you're providing 24 hour seven day week care for at-risk boys it's even compounded right you know how it's already hard to find yeah and it doesn't help. help that both of our our major fundraising campaigns occurred in the middle of financial crises yeah and there's i mean <laughs> and that's there's never a good time there's never a good time but you know, we just but... we happened to 
to kind of fall into these these areas where the time that God is calling us to do these things are times that are not Make convenient no or yeah. ideal or yeah logical um and I'm not saying that that we should move forward in in an unwise fashion or just not plan or not pay attention to these things but it's like God reveals himself to you when he reveals himself to you he doesn't do it on your timetable and so I've been playing around this with this idea just recently I've been working on a poem about it hmm. about how we pray to God that he'll reveal himself to us and we say show me a sign tell me what you want me to do and we get frustrated that he doesn't give us a clear answer. And then there are these other times when he gives us a clear answer and we say, well, this isn't the best time for that right now or uh, that wasn't what I was expecting. So we, we kind of want to have our cake and eat it too when it comes to our faith. Like mm-hmm. we want to be able to pray that God will reveal himself to us and then we get frustrated when he doesn't do it. And then on the other hand, when he does, we get frustrated that it's not the way that we planned it. It yeah, and sometimes <laughs> it's hard to decipher the timing yes. through all of that. Is, yeah. is is God putting the brakes on something versus is he just not answering your prayer the way that you want it to or revealing himself to you or revealing the answer that you're seeking? Uh, there's, a, there's a lot there. And so it's like, so going back to this specific campaign, it's like we feel that God has put this on our hearts and like over a year ago. That's why we've gone through, you know, making these new videos and really all the work that we've collaborated on. I mean, there's been like thousands of hours of collaboration between all of our team members on the design of the house and programming and working with the videographer and just doing the things that we feel like we can do from our getting the, the educational piece out of why we want to do this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, here we are, now it's all these things are done and it's ready to, where the rubber meets the road, it's like the reality is we need a few million dollars to make this happen. Phase one, it's just yeah. phase one, a phase, <laughs> a three phase project, Yeah, you know, so it's very easy to be overwhelmed by a lot of that and to know that, you know, we've been talking about for a long, you know, for a year that, hey, we're looking to build and we want to add another home and... And so doing all these things and then just the selfish side of you, like you don't want to look like an idiot. You know, yeah. you don't want to be just, oh, yeah, you guys have been talking about that forever, but I don't see anything happening, uh-huh. you know, or you guys have been trying to do this or that, but I don't see any action. And, uh, you know, so you start telling yourself those things. Right. And, um, and it's not um, like anyone has said that to us. It's just kind of our own inner yeah, critic perception yeah we're like yeah that they someone might think this and the devil gets into your head and, and starts whispering to you and and telling you lies and and making you imagine things that aren't there and mm-hmm. it's tough and, and we're not sharing this with you guys to guilt trip anyone or to to make anyone feel bad uh for us we're not yeah i mean we're just like i said at the beginning we're trying to keep this real we're this may not even go out. Which we, we might not even publish this yeah. thing. This, this might just be for Brandon and me to sit and talk about these things. Yeah. But it's important for us to be able to connect our faith to the realities of everyday living. And 
I guess if I were to sum up this podcast, you know, why we're doing it, mm-hmm. it would be something along those lines is to not just for us, but for anyone listening, uh, specifically, we, we like to think about teachers and parents and counselors who are listening to this podcast who are in the same position every day trying to meet needs that uh, on some days, despite your best efforts, just cannot be met. And, and you, you can feel overwhelmed at times in, in, in this profession. Um, and, and we're throwing in to, on top of that nonprofit fundraising, yeah. right? I mean, that's just an area uh, that requires a lot of faith, day-to-day perseverance, you know, hope that God will deliver, moving forward in faith, taking the next step, not knowing where the funding is going to come from sometimes. It's just the reality. Yeah, and I think about parents being in a lot of the same situations with their son as far as from a, a testing of your faith standpoint. You feel like you've done everything the best that you could have done, not that you felt like you're perfect, but all of a sudden you find yourself in this position of like, how did we get here? Like, God, what what went wrong in order for us to be in this position to where we've exhausted all of our emotional capital to figure out what to do? And now we're at this place of, you know, there's going to be a huge financial burden as well as emotionally. And it's just like, I don't even know, have we already lost our son? I mean, there's just so many places to question God through, you know, the times that when the parents finally call us, they get to the point of needing our services. That's where a lot of them are at. And so, um, so it's just, again, there's a lot of similarities between where parents are at, at just a point of exasperation in the different seasons that you go through that you it's okay to question God through those things. And that's part of wrestling with your faith or wrestling through different seasons to, you know, building that perseverance or developing the character and character faith and um, going through those different iterations. And and so that's kind of some similarities that we see with just where, where Whetstone is at and where we see some parents being mm-hmm. or, or teachers sometimes with yeah. you know, uh, their classrooms or something with dealing with some, some difficult kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the tornado was another examples of that. We talked about that some, but i I felt like writing that book with, with Michelle and Matt was a, a heal. It was a healing process to, to get down on paper, those emotions and those feelings and that questioning of God. And at the end of the day, realizing that, that even the wind and the waves obey his will. And he's going to take whatever situation and he's going to work it, work it for his glory. And I don't have any idea what that, what that looks like. Um, I'm going to do my best every day to try to plant whatever seeds I think are important to, to, you know, for his kingdom to to answer the call that's been placed on my heart but ultimately what his plan is 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 a mystery and mm. it's never going to be anything other than a mystery to me uh, at least on this earth um, and I think we're going to lean into that mystery in eternity it's not like everything's going to be solved then either it, it's about 
embracing it and going along for the journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm reading Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe to my last child, or mm-hmm. to my fourth child. <laughs> Azuma is my last. God's in control of that too. But um, there's a phrase in The Last Battle where all the animals are exploring this new world that uh, that they've been called up into. And the phrase, if you remember, is farther up and further in. Hmm. Right. Let's just let's just keep running. Let's keep going. Let's keep exploring. And I think that that that's kind of what heaven is going to be. Um, I, I don't want that to sound depressing. Like if if this is this is hard enough, right? I don't want heaven's going to more of this. I don't want to sign up for that. I don't mean it in that that sense. But at at the end of the day, I have to take a deep breath and relax and and trust that that God is going to that God is going to deliver, and that this period of, of shaking and this period of stress and this period of doubt and um, unknowing will make Whetstone stronger, and it will make my faith stronger, even though it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Well, Kurt, this morning in uh, our staff meeting, shared a verse I think applies to some of this that we're talking about, and it's Psalm ninety twelve which says, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. And it's just kind of what you talked about, just having that perspective of, it's not always going to be this way. Uh, Life is brief, even though it feels like there's just, sometimes it doesn't seem like there's a way out. Like we were talking pre podcast before getting on here it's just like there's so many things that are just like this huge down burden of or downward pressure that we put on ourselves of and it it gets to a point where nothing seems like it's a good idea or nothing Mm -hmm. seems right or you're not in the right frame of mind to even sometimes feel like you're doing the job you need to do because you're just you're not yourself you know, and mm-hmm. it because it's you just don't see a way out. And if you don't see a way out, you don't see hope, and you don't see a way. You're stuck in so many different avenues of, of yeah. who you are innately as a person, as a father, as a husband, as a coworker, and I have found myself in that place um you know i've been with whetstone from the beginning and you Mm. know a lot of times it's just like why are we still here like is it always going to be this way is it going to be just from now like why did god continually call me to this year after year i mean that's just being real you know and trying to fight the conventional wisdom of thinking and comparing myself to other people and um making sure you know, we talked about it this morning that I'm not taking care of other people's kids before I'm taking care of my own kids. I mean, those are real things that we fight as fathers here, you know, working here and trying to always keep those things in check. Um, but going back to the perspective is like, how, how do we keep ourselves and with parents, like how do you keep yourself in a position where, you know, you don't lose that hope? Mm-hmm. That's a question for you to answer, so oh, you can give okay. us all the wisdom. Uh, okay, time, time for <laughs> me to give give you hope. Yeah. Here it comes. I'm going to deliver the give hope. Give me some hopium right now. 
<laughs> um, well, as as you were talking, I was I, a song came to my mind. I've been working on a a hymnal, a Whetstone hymnal of all things. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Really, Jeremy's wanting has been wanting me to do that for like years now. He's like, we have these songs that that we grew up with, and songs that are that are meaningful to us, and the Bible's just full of examples of people singing and of the importance of song. But it's a it's a big ask to have a teenage boy sing, and so. We have uh, some songs that they seem to catch that, that seem to catch on, and I've been digging through some of the old church songs and and campfire songs and things like that. And I have a list right now of about eighty songs, and so I'm going to whittle that down. It's it's too many. But the one that came to my mind as you were singing uh, singing sorry as you were talking was the song um, "God Will Make a Way Where There Seems to Be No Way." Do you know that song? I don't think I know uh, that one. God will make a way. Where there seems to be no way, he works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. Uh, he will be my guide as he ta- draws me to his side. Something like that, right? Surprise! That's a new one, that. huh? Yeah, oh, I have not heard I think that. One. That's a church Christ classic, but maybe maybe it's just one that I learned so at Harding. It is or is? I don't think it is. A no, I, I learned it at Harding, so. Uh. Maybe some, maybe it's a progressive, <laughs> progressive. Some progressive. Yeah, that's a real hip. That. That's a real hip, hip song. <laughs> uh, but God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. Uh, he will make a way for me. Yeah. So he he reaches out to us in our our hopelessness, and oftentimes that he I don't know if he waits. To reveal himself, or if we're just so stubborn that we don't uh, we don't reach out completely in the kind of way that he that he expects or he demands, or we're so drowning in our own stuff that we don't we fail to see him. Yeah, you know, we're so focused on ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So, so whether mm-hmm. that's a, a result of our fallen world, whether it's it's a part of his providence, uh, whether it's just the reality. Of of the way that um, um, we tend to be as people, I don't I don't know, but I do know that that this the story of Gideon is is saying just that. It's that I mean it says it straight up, right? I mean, God did not want Gideon to think that he accomplished it by his own might, mm-hmm. and this thing that that we've helped to build, you and me together with. With Jeremy and and Ty and scores of others and and Matt and, and I don't want to leave anyone out, but people who've been here from from the very beginning and our wives and our kids and everything, it's it's real easy. It's really easy sometimes if we're not careful to think, oh wow, look at this, look at we we built around here, you know, because mm-hmm. it's sweet. I don't want anyone listening to this to think that we're ashamed of of what we've been able to accomplish or that this isn't a great feat. Uh, it's an amazing place. And people and parents should be comfortable to send their sons, children here and to mm-hmm. engage in this program. So much so that we should have more people willing to be a part of it. And right. we should not have to struggle for with recruiting. We should not have to struggle with fundraising to build. It's, it's such a good program that those things should work for themselves. But, and they do it various times over the course of our history. But but if if it all came to to pass in the way that we wanted it to come to pass, 
there would be a temptation to, to grow proud of, of what, what we've done. I can, I can see that being an issue. Um, and the world is full of examples of businesses for profit and not for profit mm-hmm. with leaders who have gone astray for just that, that reason, mm-hmm. the pride and the hubris and all this. Um, and, uh, and right now that is not something that we're struggling with. <laughs> so thank you, God, <laughs> for the blessing of being in a position of, of total humility. <laughs> yeah. Hum, hum, humbleness. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else. I mean, maybe we're gonna look back on this in about uh, ten years and be like, "Remember that podcast we did where we could not see a way out?" (laughs) um, Because we've been like, like we've said, we've been in this place before, but it's just, and it's the story of the Israelites over and over and over again. God continuing to to come through for them and to say, "Hey, I want you to remember." these things set up these uh rituals or these you know ebenezers or whatever to remember me by mm-hmm. but uh, we still forget when we are in this place yeah. of not being able to see a way out why didn't you just let us serve the egyptians <laughs> at least we had but with our onions food. and leeks i always like that part food and, something about those onions and yeah. leeks they really liked right <laughs> And so. I, we, we should mention, Brandon, for, for context, we were both pretty sick the last week or two. Oh, man. Yeah. We got it hammered was... by this recent round. That doesn't help the flu. mental It does not help the mental state to be sick and no. uh, to be sore. And it's, it's the dark time of year and the yeah. sun's gone and it's cold. And, you know, I, was, I wasn't able to go out hunting during this right. season. I was just... I had chills and I felt horrible and um and this is one of the you know best times of year it's thanksgiving and football yeah. and and I wasn't able to enjoy it and so you know I think we both maybe weren't in a, the best state of mind for you know to to which is why we kind of wanted to do this and kind of do some real talk with each other yeah. and help each other with some of these things so do you feel any better yeah I yeah think so okay um, <laughs> easy to say right here, but uh, yeah, I think it's always good to just be real and, and talk through some of that. That's always therapeutic, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not like I'm ready to go run a marathon right now. No, and, uh, no, but hey, you know, if a donation came in, you know, shortly after we, you know drop this podcast that, yeah. that happened to cover a significant chunk of that. Well, hey, speaking of that, I mean, a good, we raised 12,000 bucks in a day. We did. For, let's, let's, you know, we, mention that we wanted to God. have a, a full 18 hole disc golf course with like legit holes that are big, heavy duty chain holes that are expensive. And we, our goal was 10,000 and yeah. we raised 12. And so, I mean that's another uh, a testimony to who God is and who He raises at different times to just fund the different things that we have going on out here. Yeah. And uh, so that's just uh, a praise. And uh, yeah, thank you to everyone that, that donated towards that. that. It was a huge, just morale uh, boost. Uh, yeah. I think for us and so and and put to put things in perspective too. This it's still 
pretty early days in in this campaign, but it just feels it's a it's thirty twenty it's twenty thirty. So it's like wow, we're signing up for eight years of of fundraising and right. of having to present and make trips and and put in this position of having to awkwardly ask people to give money and it's yeah and you're always feeling like and, you're you're a taker yeah asking people yeah. for stuff instead of i don't know it's just an awkward place right to be in and and we and know that so. it, it we're, it's an opportunity what we're doing when we're telling people about whetstone and and asking for money is we're giving people an opportunity we're not if, if they don't feel called to give then that's that's fine right mm-hmm. it's totally between you and your uh, your family and 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 what God feels you to give give to. There's all kinds of worthy ministries out there. Mm-hmm. So we're not we're not trying to, as I said before, put any kind of guilt trip on anyone. But we we do covet your prayers. We do um, want people to know what the need is. Specifically, um, we have things lined up to great break ground in the spring, which is why we're feeling a lot of this pressure right now. Right. The first stage of this campaign is to build a house that will double our capacity, and we want to have that house built in a year. And we feel like we need that to to be solvent as an organization to get to a point where we're we're, we're thriving and not just surviving. Mm-hmm. And we've spent a lot of time thinking about exactly what that means. And right now, it means building this house. And we have the plans. We have the people lined up. Brandon's done just a ton of work to get the right people on board and and they have the time carved out in their schedule but if we don't raise a certain amount of money by a certain time some somewhere in march and we don't need to raise all three million dollars right but there's a certain amount that we're trying to zone in on about what we have to have so that we can tell these people it's a go yeah right, we want to green light this thing and make it happen yeah without having to dive into any kind of loan or anything like that or right. a home equity loan but uh, but yeah, I mean, I would say three three hundred. The number we're kind of kicking around is three hundred to five hundred thousand in cash, just to make sure we got um, to get a good start and having the materials and be able to to pay contractors and and get you know a start and keep keep the ball rolling right. through that. So that's kind of the numbers that we're. And just so you know, Brandon has has a degree in construction management. He didn't get a degree to to run a boys' ranch or to be a fundraiser or to be a director of development. It's been a long time since I've done construction management. Yeah, but you're getting to apply your skills, you know. Um, And so when he he puts those numbers out and and when he says this is what we need and and when he lines up the people to do the work, uh, you know it's going to be a good product. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, The question is whether or not we can get the money in time to to start the project and uh to bring up another story of gideon he was the fleece guy right mm-hmm. he set the fleece before the lord and yeah and said hey if this is really you god i want this fleece to be wet in the morning and on the ground to be dry yeah and god made it happen and then he was like oh actually change my just, mind i want the just to make sure the other way around yeah. know, the ground to be dry and or the ground to be wet and the fleece to be dry or vice versa so um we don't want to be like that but we are at a point where we're needing to know whether or not this is going to be practical. Mm. Um, and we don't want to be like the, the story, the, the parable in the Bible about the unwise builder who builds a house and can't complete it. So we're trying to be good stewards with all the money that's been donated to Whetstone over the years. And and, uh, and we do have some money uh, that has been pledged yeah. at this point, too. So it's not like we don't have anything, but not anywhere near where we feel comfortable building this house in next year. So... That's that's where we're at. 
yep. being honest. And uh, if you can just uh, follow along, share the word, say a prayer for us. Um, we're going to be letting you everyone, keeping everyone posted on social media and sending out a big mailing here at the end of the year to make sure everyone knows exactly what, what the plan is. Yeah. So. Sounds good. Yep. Well. Bueno. Do you feel better? I, I, yeah, I feel better. I feel better. I'm, I'm a, a verbal uh, processor. Yeah. You've probably learned that about me over the years. So being able to talk, talk through what I'm thinking is, is, is good for me. It, it, uh, it helps me to clarify what's real and, and what isn't and what's what I'm imagining to be true and what's actually true. So Yeah. Thanks for listening, Brandon. What what's with the Oregon Ducks hat today? I, didn't uh, know I, I have fan. a uh niece who lived in Oregon for a while. Yeah. And I found this hat and it reminded me of them. Mm. And I like black and green and it matches my green undershirt. Notice that? Oh yeah, the Whetstone one hundred yeah, shirt. Yeah, the Whetstone one hundred shirt. Speaking it just reminded I, I was watching while well, I was flipping channels over Thanksgiving uh-huh. and uh, Oregon was playing Oregon State and yeah. they were atrocious colors. Yeah, they're kind of known their, for that. Uh, <laughs> their jerseys, it was just it was horrible. Yeah, I mean Oregon State wasn't that hard to look either. at. I mean it was just like these two clashing colors. It's like how can you watch that game? Yeah, it's kind of like watch. Is it Boise State? Yeah, the big, the bright blue, the, the blue and orange. Or oh my gosh, it's rough. like the the blue turf. On there must field. be some kind of home field advantage to play oh, on a horrible. field that ugly. Yeah, because it would be it would be distracting if if you right. weren't used to it. Yeah, it's no good. Yeah. But yeah, I need to get out. I've never been to Oregon. I've never been to the Pacific Northwest. So really? Yeah, there's some some someday some cool things. Someday I really look forward to it. It's good stuff over there. Well, thank you all for listening uh, to us as we share with you how we're feeling. <laughs> And uh, I probably turned it off a long time. We, <laughs> we hope it's been helpful uh, for you to uh, to co-regulate maybe some things that, that maybe you're struggling with. Because we all have yeah. our struggles. We're not trying to say ours are any more serious or uh, than than yours. But let's let's do let's let's do this this faith thing together. All right. Let's not give up and let's let's hang in there, and uh, God will make a way. Yeah, I mean, as believers, at the end of the day, that's what God calls us to do and why mm-hmm. He calls us to be around each other and to have that community is because there's different seasons where we got to lift each other up when we feel like there's no hope. We can't see a way out. We need others to give us that perspective that life is brief and uh, we may grow in wisdom mm-hmm. when we understand that. Yeah, so this too shall pass. All right. Well, there it is. All right. Well, we will. Um, we'll it's get maybe this. a two-parter. I don't know how you know how long <laughs> this was. We'll see how we feel. So uh, let this sit for a little bit. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Whetstone Boys Ranch is a therapeutic boarding school located in the scenic Ozarks of Southern Missouri. It was founded in 2011 to serve families from around the country who are struggling with challenging behaviors from their 12 to 16 year old sons. Our mission is to sharpen the character of young men. Please visit whetstoneboysranch.com if you want to learn more about our program or about how to contact us for help. Thanks for listening and we hope to catch you next time on A Time to Sharpen.